Today we're gonna to talk about how you can encourage parents to parent in a very tech and online world. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And let's just be honest, parenting is really hard. I have four of my own and parenting is very hard. When they're very little, they're hard. When it's when they're older, it's hard. It just looks different older than it does younger. And one of the things that makes it look a little bit different is technology. You know, again, parenting is hard. Technology makes it a little bit harder. So how do you parent in this very tech world? And how can you, as a minister, whether you're an online minister, family minister, children's minister, student minister, how can you encourage parents to parent in this very digital and online world? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today because I have my friend Matt McKeon. Matt's been on the podcast before, but a number of years ago, he is an entrepreneur and he is a guy who loves helping people with technology, in particular with parents with technology. He's got a great Facebook group that I'm going to highlight in the show notes and that we're going to talk about actually in the interview. But he also has lots of different resources that will help parents parent in a very tech and digital world. So how can you do it? That's what Matt and I talk about in today's interview. But before we do that, I just want to highlight the church.digital. At the church digital, we've got lots of different resources, blogs, podcasts. Uh, we've got uh, coaching and cohorts, all the different tools that will help you in your ministry minister to those in this very digital and online world. So I really encourage you to check out the church.digital. I've got the links in the show notes, but about different coaching, different podcasts that you can check out all designed to help you in your ministry world. And so we would love for you to check out the church.digital today. All right, so now let's get in the interview right now with Matt McKee and learn how we can equip and help parents parent in this very digital and online world. All right, with me right now is Matt McKee. Matt, how are you? I'm good, Tom. Thanks so much for having me today. I, uh, I love being able to hang out with you. And, uh, and yeah, and talk about tech because, you know, that's what we do these days. <laughs> that's, that's right. We're on tech right now. And that's, you know, kind of what we do. You know, when I even first met you, I'll ask people to, I'll ask you to introduce yourself for anybody who may not know who you are. But when I first met you, it was through Orange and, you know, but you were always very tech guy. Like, I think I, the first time I met you, you were all into tech and everything. And I just, I looked at you and I was like, oh, like you're, you're awesome. <laughs> So uh, uh, that's funny. You know, back I, I stood in, uh, in line for the very first iPhone uh, back in 2007. And, you know, I I hacked it. I was running an app store on it before the app store ever opened up. I used to run a app company where we built thousands of apps, um, you know, in a very short amount of time. And uh, so, yeah, I've been in the intersection of ministry and and technology and really just trying to think through the question of how do you leverage innovation for the sake of good? Yeah. And that question really has driven me in a bunch of different directions, uh, you know, not only helping churches and nonprofits, but also helping parents uh, try to deal with technology and, uh, and you know, uh, anybody else that's like, hey, uh, I've helped a, a bunch of different corporations and stuff too, but the, you know, at the heart of it all, it really is. How do you leverage innovation for the sake of good? And I think if more people are trying to answer that question, like yourself, because Tom, you are as well, 
uh, I think our, our world would be a much better place. Yeah, I think a lot of times people tend to be a little bit afraid of technology and look for all the bad things. And what what I like is to look for the good things, but you're actually doing some really awesome things and you've been doing awesome things for a while. So why don't you tell people a little bit about what you do right now? Yeah, so uh, I work uh, with a company called Bark. Uh, Bark is uh, an artificial intelligence company that does parental controls and parental intelligence. And what I mean by that is not only can it block and filter and put time limits on stuff, but it really is giving you insights into a bunch of different things that your kids could be doing online or experiencing online, such as, you know, here's an alert around cyberbullying or suicidal ideation or even drug use or all of these different things that could be objectionable or could be even obscene, like adult material that your kid could be, you know, just curious. They come along and they find it and then you're sending an alert that says, hey, here's what they saw and here's the conversation to have after it. So it's been a, a journey to say the least because you know that product uh, is for families, but then there's also a product for you know, schools and, uh, and for education. And it now covers over 6 million kids uh, throughout the US, uh, which is you know, something that uh, very proud of to say that we're keeping that many kids safe, but also uh, you know, as it grows and as it expands, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, see, that's that's awesome. And you were actually for part of the first Circle launch, right? I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, I've been in this space for quite some time. Uh, yeah, there was a product called Circle with Disney. Um, at that time, I was helping run uh, basically a, a Shark Tank event. And I went out to go see if I could find a company that was uh, doing something innovative in, in terms of parental controls. Um, Circle had had a failed Kickstarter. It looked like they were going to die on the vine like many other startups. And um, I brought them to Atlanta, helped them raise their first round of funding, and then uh, joined the founding team to then launch and uh, do a deal with Disney and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, you know, that one... That company put me in 18 different countries in like two years. Dang. It was, uh, my hair was on fire uh, <laughs> and helping, helping people all over the world, uh, you know, just try to keep their kids safe. And it's been, uh, it's been very missional for me. And, and it's not just, you know, just something that, you know, I happen to do today. It's something that I've been doing for years. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, every time I saw a circle for the longest time, I just thought immediately of you. And so it was just kind of neat. Okay, well, let's talk about uh, keeping kids safe and uh, parents. Again, you've been in this space for a really long time. You have a book with, called Parent Chat, and you went around for different churches uh, sharing about that. But I think a lot of times right now, you know, getting a phone is a rite of passage for students. Um, I know yeah. that every, every parent's different. I give my kids, I gave my kids, they're older now, their first phone when they went into middle school. And I felt like, okay, elementary school, you didn't need one, but middle school, you need one. But by just giving them a phone, like me giving them a phone, it, it's probably not the best thing to do. What should you be aware of as a parent thinking about internet security and giving a phone to your kid? Yeah, so I'm going to um, I'm gonna go back on you just a little bit yeah. and, and uh, look at something that you said earlier, which was, you know, most people see technology as bad. Yeah. And in reality, technology is just a mirror. Like by itself, it's just going to hang there. It's not going to do much of anything. And then when you engage with it, you're going to see a reflection and you're going to see a reflection of your humanity. 
And too often we look into the mirror and we see all the things that are bad. We see the freckles we don't like. We see, you know, the hair that's out of place. Like we see all of the bad, which is why when we look at tech, we go, man, can you believe all of this bad that's happening in technology? And I hope that we can change the mindset to, look, it's not all bad. What you do with the mirror, mirror is you don't take it off the wall and throw it away. Mm. Instead, you look in the mirror and you say, okay, what's out of place and what do I need to change? And anytime uh, you know, we look at tech as a parent, I think that's one of the biggest things is not only are we looking to our kids to say, what do we need to change or what's out of place, but we also need to have that reflection on ourselves. And what we model is what our kids are going to do. And we know this, we've known this for quite some time, like modeling matters more. So before you ever give your kid a device, even if they're three years old, they've noticed what you've done. Like they've noticed how much you've been on your phone at the dinner table. They've noticed like all the different ways that you've used tech and how much you value tech. So much so that you have a relationship with it. Like if I was to take away your phone for two weeks, you'd be like, oh, like you're addicted and you don't even know it. And that's fine. So before you hand a device to your kid, the first thing you have to do is go, okay, I need to do a reflection on myself and see really how I am dealing with technology on my own. Then we can ask the question of, hey, what does this look like to give it to my child? And uh, here's what I advocate for. And it's very similar to the whole uh, driver's permits. And maybe you've heard this analogy before, but you know, at age 15, my oldest son, he went and took a test and they didn't even ask him if he had a car. They didn't ask him anything. They asked him, hey, do you know what these road signs are? And you know, he took this test and then they handed him a piece of plastic and said, congratulations for the next year, your parents are responsible for you. So much so that in my state, I didn't have to get special insurance. They're like, no, if he makes any mistakes, it's on you as a parent. Now, can you imagine if the phone companies, all the wireless companies did the same exact thing? Hey, look, your kid, before we're going to give them this device, they have to take a test. Uh, You know, here's how you plug it in. Here's all the warning signs that they have to be able to do. And when we hand them this device for the first year that they have that device, we expect you to not only be engaged, to sit alongside with them, to make sure you're scared to death, to, to go along with them, just like you were in a car. And, yeah. you know, if anything bad happens, it's on you as the parent. I, I think it makes a lot more sense. And I think it makes a lot, not for wireless companies to do that. Don't get me wrong. But that analogy of having to sit alongside, going with your kid for the first year to say, Here's what we're going to do as a family. Here's the expectations. Here's all the different things that we're going to look at when it comes to tech uh, and when it comes to platforms. And, uh, and look, there's a, there's a bunch of different things that I talk about. You know, you, you said something about my book, Parent Chat. I've actually written another book since then called Parenting in a Tech World. And uh, I did that book uh, with my co-author, her name's Titania Jordan, because I thought it was really important to get a mom's perspective and not just my wife's, right? Because my wife's, like, we have a very similar perspective. I mean, you know, we've been married now for over 22 years, but to get someone else's perspective to say, hey, here's what, you know, I'm seeing and here's how I parent. So uh, it has a lot of nuggets in there for parents as well. So 
just to kind of bring us up to speed, look at technology as you would a mirror. And then also when you introduce it, be ready uh, to walk alongside and ride alongside your kids for at least that first year so that you can build trust to then move on. So there you go. Yeah, see, I like what you were talking about just there that uh, in, in a sense, it was a very proactive form of parenting with technology. The, the parent is taking a proactive approach. I've seen a lot, and I can say this in my own instance as well, I'm often reactionary. Like when I see my kid do something with technology, I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm deleting Instagram. I'm deleting Snapchat. I'm doing this. We're going to be doing screen time limits. It, 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 so it's very proactive versus very reactionary. How would you coach parents as they're struggling with that? Again, I like what you said. Before you give them that, uh, that thing, the, the smartphone, make sure you go over certain things. What else would you encourage parents to do? Well, you have to know that parents and kids look at technology in two totally different ways, and they ask, actually ask different questions. Mm-hmm. We as parents, we look at tech and we ask the question, what will this do for me? Like, it's very effective, very efficient. It's one of those questions that actually has a purpose. Like, we look at technology with a purpose, and we want that purpose to help us be more effective and to be more efficient. And if it, if it really wasn't doing that, then we wouldn't pay the bill every month. Like we wouldn't pay for the connection. We wouldn't pay for all the things that we pay for to interact with technology. But because of the promise of tech, we can learn anything at any time. We can connect to anyone at any time. All of these different things, we're willing to give all of those purposes, not only our time and our energy, but also you know our money. Now, think about kids. Our question as adults were, was, um, hey, what will this do for me? Kids have the question, what will this do? Hmm. There is no purpose. Like there is nothing (laughs) there that says, okay, I need to be more efficient or more effective. Like you hand a a 15 year old some device, they're not gonna go, wow, I'm really hoping that this has some purpose for me. Like, no, they're gonna go explore because that's what kids do. Their question is much more curious. So when I coach parents to look at tech, I have, you know, I have to get them to ask the question that their kids are asking. And I have to help parents identify the purpose behind why they want their kids on that device and communicate that to them. So as a parent, I need you to be more curious. And also as a kid, if you're helping coach kids, you're trying to coach them on the purpose behind this. You know, one of the things that parents get way caught up on is this idea of screen time and how much time should my kid be on a screen and how much, you know, at at this age versus that age. And I really wish we'd stop asking that question. And the reason I, 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 I say that is because if we can get to the, what is the purpose behind that screen or what's the purpose behind that app, it will totally change the way you look at screen time. I mean, it could be that your kid because of its purpose, needs to be on, well, uh, a video game for two hours, which is nuts to even think through. But my son, who is a freshman in high school today, uh, looks and plays this video game called Rocket League. He's on our high school team. And yes, he had to get a physical to be a part of, as an e-athlete, to be a part of the team for Rocket League which is hilarious to me, right? Like, why did we have to go get a physical? Like, hey, thumbs, there you go. So anyway, 
he's he's an athlete in the school. We had to pay for a uniform. Like he got warmups, and you know they went to state uh, this past semester. They his team ended up eighth in the state. The number one team at his school ended up first in the state. So these kids are getting scholarship opportunities and scholarships to play a video game called Rocket League. And I'm not talking about like, you know, small schools. I'm talking D1 schools you've heard of, which is pretty nutty. So I could make the case that my son should be spending more screen time than any other kid, not because, you know, uh, of anything else except we're looking at him in terms of training, in terms of review, in terms of getting better, and like all of these different aspects, because it's a purpose. So again, uh, you have to look at it in a different way. And that's one of the very first things in terms of coaching parents and helping parents understand that it's not all just, uh, hey, they're, they're not you know, doing, or it's not all kids doing bad things on technology. Uh, and if they are, then it means that you've given them a lack of purpose. And uh, that's one of the first things that you need to do as a parent. Gosh, I, you know, we up here in Virginia, we just started eSports as well. And a lot of our high schools are getting into eSports as, as well. And, and I'm seeing more and more of this stuff. And I, I think it's really cool. It provides these kids with different uh, skill sets and opportunity to really participate in their high schools. And I, I think it's fantastic. Um, oh, again, I like this whole idea of coaching uh, parents and whatnot. It, are there like resources out there? Are there things, you know, because I think a lot of times there um, becomes a lot of chatter between the parents and saying, oh, like back in the day, Snapchat, it's terrible. You should not get on Snapchat. And there was this big revolt against Snapchat. And then the kids wanted to get on Snapchat. The parents wanted it off. Like, are there resources out there where parents who are legitimately looking to say, how do I know if, if this app is right? Or how do I know if this thing is right? Where, where could they go for that kind of information? Yeah, so we started this, uh, this little group on Facebook called Parenting in a Tech World. Same name as, you know, our book. And, uh, and we now have to uh, pay full-time community managers to, to help with this group because it's now over 170,000 parents. Whoa. And yeah, yeah, those parents... Uh, yeah, you want to you want to talk about being involved, and uh, and I will say this: uh, the reason why you know we uh, hire all these you know community managers that do an unbelievable, fabulous job is to make sure it's as positive as possible and without as much judgment as possible. You know, I've been in too many groups and too many settings where you know you go in and all it is is a bunch of ads for a bunch of different stuff. We keep those out. Or it's a bunch, you know, hey, I really have this issue. Like, what do you think about this app? Or how did my kid do that with a ring camera? Like, how in the world did they hack it? And now they know everything that's happening in our house. It's like all these different things that are happening that you really have a question about. Well, you can go in there and 500 to, you know, 2,000 parents are going to answer your question. Like, it's going to be like, hey, here's my perspective and, you know, all these different things. But if you do get sideways, just know this, you will get kicked out. And a lot of people have been kicked out. Even friends of mine have been kicked out. And they're like, hey, what, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, well, I can point to you uh, what you did wrong. Like you went too negative, you got too judgmental. Uh, so we try to make it as safe as possible. 
uh, and then you know, it, uh, and then you can say you're sorry, uh, and you know, get back in. But there are, uh, there is a safe place, and uh, it's called Parenting in a Tech World. It is a Facebook group, if you don't mind being on Facebook. And uh, you know, it is. It's a great place. Um, it's a great place for you. Facebook's a great place for groups. I, uh, you know, I'm a part of a lot of different groups that I, I go and ask questions a whole bunch of times. And again, you don't want to be a part of a group that goes sideways and starts getting all negative and everything. So to have a place for parents to come and ask legitimate questions and really get some research uh, done there is, is fantastic. Okay, well, uh, as we just continue kind of getting towards the wrap up part, uh, wh what else would you do or how else would you coach parents uh, right now in this tech world that we're living in? Yeah, you know, when I when you look at technology, the best thing you're going to be able to do as a parent is ask better questions. And if I could just get parents to do this one question, I think it would change not only how they look at tech, but it really would change the relationship that they have with their kid. And that question is, can you teach me how? Can you teach me how that app works? Can you teach me how that device works? Can you teach me how you did that? Like, I have no clue. And what you're going to do is when you enter into that conversation with your child in that posture, in that manner, you will get to see how they look at technology through their eyes, which is truly invaluable because then you'll be able to say, okay, this is their interest. This is what they are really curious about. This is really what they were looking for, even though they may have ended up someplace that they didn't even want to end up. Mm -hmm. So when you're able to do that, can you teach me how? then you're going to be able to be uncomfortable for a bit, uh, but you're going to learn a lot as a parent. And it will teach you a lot about technology in ways that you never thought possible. So that question along with, hey, if you could create anything in the world, what would you create? If they're not creators, if you could collect anything in the world, what would you collect? And you're going to start a Pinterest board with them and you're going to do uh, things with your kid. Or if you could compete at anything in the world, what would you compete at? And don't be surprised if they do pick some game like Rocket League and or even Fortnite if they're old enough. And, you know, you look and you say, OK, I played the game. I ended up in a bush the whole time. Somehow I ended up third. I didn't even like the game, but at least I saw it through my kids eyes and I understand why they like it. Now, what what are the parameters we need? Uh, because and here's the here's really the final thing for you. The goal for you as a parent and your kid when it comes to tech is for when they leave your house, yes, they should leave your house. When they leave your house, that they have self-identified what needs to be filtered, what needs to be blocked, and what needs to be limited. You can't do that for them. So when they're eight, you're gonna be very directive. When they're 16, you're going to be very influential in their lives. So that when they're going off, they are a good digital citizen that knows yeah, there's certain things, even as an adult, I'm going to need to limit, I'm going to need to block, and I'm going to uh, need to filter in my life. Yeah. If that can happen, then look, I think, we, I think we've won as a parent. Yeah, I, man, this is awesome, man. You just gave us so much great stuff. And I think it's funny, too, because I'm the online guy at my church. I'm the tech guy. I consider myself more pastoral than I do online. And I love technology. But I've asked my girls many different times, hey, how do you do this on here? And I feel stupid in asking because I'm supposed to know that stuff. But in reality, it actually creates a good time for me to have a conversation with my daughters. And again, then it could create shared experiences. I know that you know, one of my daughters likes to play um, Xbox and she plays Madden football. 
And she, I will sit down and, and watch her play. And she really enjoys me watching her play. And I think we can become a part of that, those experiences. And it can really take our, our relationship to a whole different level. And they know that they can appreciate us a, a little bit more. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, Matt, this has been awesome. I could probably talk to you for a really, really, really long time. Um, but where where can people find you um, uh, coming up? Where, give me your social media stuff. And also, I know you're speaking at Orange. So give me a highlight about what you're going to be talking about at Orange. Yeah, so uh, you can find me, Matt McKee, M-A-T-T-M-C-K-E-E, -E, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm putting daily content out there uh, for parents so they can uh, you know, kind of wrestle with this thing called parenting in the tech world. Uh, you can look us um, up at parenting.tech. Um, you know, it's not .com, parenting.tech. Uh, you can uh, find out about our book and a bunch of other resources. We actually have a master course that Orange uh, put out through their Parent Q, uh, you know, store. You can find that there. And Look, we did over two hours of video. It's a 60 page workbook. Like if you're really like, I wanna, I wanna solve this, that's for you. Like go get the master course. Again, it's called Parenting in a Tech World. I, I am gonna be speaking at Orange. I'm actually gonna be speaking at a bunch of different churches around. Uh, so if your church is interested, Titania, Jordan and I, my co-author, uh, we're going to different uh, schools, different churches uh, coming up. Uh, we're, you know, fairly booked. Uh, over the next couple months, and uh, which is exciting. I mean, you never know where you're going to find us. And what's nuts, uh, this topic is so cool that uh, Titania is, uh, she's been on Good Morning America now, I think three times this year, uh, the Today Show, Wall Street Journal, like all these different places. Uh, she takes all the press uh, deals and I'll take a lot of the speaking gigs, but it's been, um, no, it's been fun to help as many parents as we can. No, that, that's awesome. And I will say this, I said this to you before uh, as well, but the biggest parent meeting that I ever had come out was when we would do discussions on social media and we would bring in an expert to talk about social media or online stuff and parents just wanted to hear it. So I know that, uh, yeah, if you want to have Matt share and his team share with you, um, I'll include all his links uh, in the show notes. So you'll be able to connect with him and I mean, you'll have to book him up early since he's been, uh, he's got all those gigs going, but that'd be awesome. And if you're at the Orange Conference, I know Matt's very personable, so definitely connect with him there. I'm, I'm going to miss it this year, and so I'll be bummed not to see you there. Well, I'll, I'll miss you there, Tom, but hey, it doesn't mean that we can't do more of this, uh, you know, using technology to, uh, to help build those relationships uh, has been key. If we learn nothing else when the world shut down. Yeah, that is 100% true. So, well, Matt, as always, it's great talking to you. So thanks for much for being with me today. Thanks, Tom. All right. So what do you think of the conversation? You know, again, I haven't talked to Matt in a number of years. We follow each other on social media and everything like that. But it was just awesome talking with him. He's so personal. He's so relatable. And again, he's got kids of his own. So he knows all the stuff that he's talking about. And he loves technology. So what stood out to you from this conversation today? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. You can put it in the comment section below, or you can hit me up on Twitter at TA Pounder. Matt's on Twitter as well, and I've got his Twitter links in the show notes. But we would love to hear from you. What did you learn from it? What questions do you have? Hit us up. We'd love to talk to you a little bit more and carry this conversation on a little bit more online.
All right, heroes, well, that wraps it up for another Church Digital Psychic Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, definitely subscribe to it. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Go to thechurch.digital. You can find all that content there, including some of my blogs. We would love for you to check that out and all the other resources and content there at thechurch.digital. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of the week. Until next time, have a great one.